This is a special message uh, due to the coronavirus. I thought I'd send this out to bless and encourage because there are so many people suffering. I want to call it a hiding place. A hiding place. You look at Psalms 57, 1 through 5. It says, Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of of your wings until the disaster has passed i cry out to god most high to god who vindicates me he sends from heaven and saves me rebuking those who hotly pursue me god sends forth his love and his faithfulness i am in the midst of lions i am forced to dwell among the ravenous beast men whose teeth are spears and arrows whose tongues are sharp swords be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Now, David wrote this psalm while he was fleeing or running from King Saul. And isn't it amazing how at first all can be well, just like right now, things were just fine, and all of a sudden here comes the coronavirus. And think about it. David, he killed Goliath in the, uh, you know, the giant, uh, he was then accepted by the Israelite army, oh, as being so brave. And he was even promoted to commander. The soldiers loved him. The Israelis loved him. Even Saul's daughter, Michal, fell in love with David. And Saul's son, Jonathan, became his best friend. Oh, it was all bliss. Just like right now, things were going just fine. And here come Corona. Uh, David was even moved into the palace. And then 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 13, I want to read that for you real quick if I can, so you get an understanding of what I just said. After King Saul had finished his conversation with David, they began to talk about what happened with Goliath and all that. David met Jonathan, the king's son, and there was an immediate bond of love between them. Jonathan swore to be his blood brother, sealed the pact by giving him his own robe, his sword and his bow and his belt. And King Saul now said, David, you stay here with me in the palace. You don't go home anymore. And he was Saul's special assistant, his consul, if you please. And he always carried out his assignments so successfully. So Saul made him commander of his troops, an appointment that was applauded by the army and the general public. But something had happened when the victorious Israeli army was returning home after David had killed Goliath. Here we go. Women came out from all the towns along the way to celebrate and to cheer for King Saul, and this is what they were singing and dancing with tamarines and cymbals. This was the song. Now listen to this. Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his ten thousands. And oh, Saul did not like that. In fact, he became very angry. What the Sam Hill is this? He said to himself. They credit David with ten thousands and me only thousands. Next thing you know, they'll be making him king. Wow. Just like that. So from that time on, King Saul became jealous of David. Yes, flipped on him just like that. 
The very next day, in fact, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul. He began to rave like a madman. He lost his ever-loving mind. David began to soothe him by playing the harp, as he did all the time because Saul was depressed. But Saul looked at him one day while he was going through this, this darkness, this gray menace, this old black dog, you know, the spirit of depression. And suddenly he hurled his spear at David. He intended to pin him to the wall. But David jumped aside by the grace of God and escaped. And this happened another time because Saul was afraid and jealous that the Lord had left him and had entered David. And finally, Saul even banned him from his presence. Keep him out of my sight. And he even demoted him to the rank of captain. But the controversy put David more and more in the public eye. So you see how things can turn and you see how it turned for David, which is the reason he wrote this song. So I guess David suddenly became too popular. And Saul's depression or dark spirit got the best of him. And it should be noted that Saul had a lot of problems with the Lord. It, it didn't just start right here. He, he didn't root out idolatry like he was supposed to. Uh, he wasn't obedient to God's will. And some of his bad habits were even in his daughter, Michal, which we'll get to in another message. So now David was seen as a threat to King Saul, from friend and counselor to a threat, just like that. Saul felt his only option was to kill David. And Saul, as well as everybody else, knew David was a man of God. In fact, Saul's own kids saved David. Mikhail warned him, hey, listen, my father's trying to kill you. You, you, get, you need to watch your back. And then Jonathan came and told him, hey, listen, man, I know my sister already told you, but I'm going to tell you right now, my father's trying to kill you. You need to watch your back. What was once nice and safe became a major threat, and David had to run for his life. And this is where we find him in this text, writing, just like a kid, afraid of the dark. David had to find a hiding place, a closet, under a bed, a cave. David had to hide in a cave. Yes, David hid in a cave while Saul's hatred was hunting him down. David knew that just like Goliath, God was bigger than his problems. And God was bigger than King Saul. But dang, Lord, that spear sure came close to pinning me to the wall, David said. The cave is a temporary hiding place, a temporary safety net. But David knew the threat still existed. And we've all been there. Maybe not in a cave, but pursued by something that strikes fear into our hearts. Perhaps it is a loss of a job, loss of a relationship, singles, married, you know, death of a loved one, or an illness of some type. 
And right now, the whole world is dealing with the coronavirus. You can call it whatever you want to, COVID-19. You can call it a crip with blood. Or whatever. It don't make no difference, a gangster, a terrorist. Whatever it is, it's, it's wreaking havoc all over the world, and it is striking fear and death all around the world. It's an epidemic virus that is infecting people and killing them before they know it. Some of them didn't even know they had it. When businesses close and schools close and store shelves are empty like locusts have gone through the store, there are no jobs to go to. People panic. And that's what they're doing right now. People start to panic. People are searching for an answer. People are searching for a hiding place. And I pray that they don't turn to alcohol and drugs and sex, you know, the regular go-tos, because that is not the answer. And they're saying, Lord, how will I pay my bills? They won't even let me go to work. I, my job is not even there anymore. And I'm going to tell you right now, in such circumstances, God does not always remove the problem. However, God is always present to help and comfort. God is our hiding place. We don't need to turn to the bagley elements of this world. Sure, it would be nice for God to swoop in and take all the threat to us, just, just take it away. But God gave us this world and we chose how we would live. And we even picked our own leaders. We are free moral agents allowed to put whatever we want in the environment or even eat whatever we want. And unfortunately, a lot of this has come back to haunt us. David would have loved for God to deal with King Saul, but that didn't happen. He found refuge in a cave while King Saul hunted him down. Oh, how nice it would be for God to stop our pain fix our relationships, fix our broken marriages, our incorrigible children. But no, those issues are still here with us. Lord, can't you just remove the virus? No, 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 this is our world. God gave it to us. We will have to figure it out on our own because after all, it came from something we did or something we didn't do to prevent it. But Lord, people are suffering. Yes, yes. And I can hear David now. Lord, King Saul is trying to kill me. He threw a spear at me several times. God said, I know David. And what did David do? The spirit of the Lord moved on David to write this psalm. God gave him a temporary hiding place, a place of refuge. And he also is offering us one. And we must turn to the word just like David did in verse one that I read. And Psalms 18, one through six also goes into what David wrote. He says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God and my strength in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation my high tower. I will call 
upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. And so shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me sore afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. And in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even unto his ears. And then David, David, he just wrote and wrote and wrote. I tell you, if you, if you, if you, if you want to be blessed, just sit down and be still and let the Lord move on you. He may have you write. He may have you sing. He may just speak to your heart and calm your spirit. 34, 17 through 20 says, yes, the Lord hears the good man when he calls to him for help and saves him out of all his troubles. The Lord is close to those whose hearts are breaking. He rescues those who are humbly sorry for their sins. The good man does not escape all troubles. He has them like everybody else. But the Lord helps him in each and every one so that his bones are not broken. While we are going through this worldly disaster and many people have lost their lives, we must turn to God. Hmm? That's, that's what we have to do. Many people have lost their jobs and they were already living from check to check. They, they, and they're crying and they're wondering, Lord, how am I going to make it? And I beckon you to go into your secret hiding place and take refuge in the shadow of the almighty wings of God. Psalms 91, one through seven, another Psalm that David wrote while he was going through all of his troubles. We live within the shadow of the Almighty, sheltered by the God who is above all gods. This I declare that he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I am trusting him for he rescues you from the very trap and protects you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with his wings. They will shelter you. His faithful promises are your armor. Now you don't need to be afraid of the dark anymore. Nor do you need to fear the dangers of the day. Nor dread from plagues of darkness. Nor disasters in the morning. Not even disease. Though a thousand fall at my side. Though ten thousand are dying around me. The evil will not touch me. Oh God, you have turned my morning into dancing. You have taken my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And that's Psalms 30, 11, and 12. We have to say, Lord, you've given me the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. You have given me beauty for ashes, and I just want to say are we immune to what's going on? No, we have to go through it like everybody else. But God will go through it with us and give us comfort and give us peace. And listen, things may not change immediately, but we need to know that God is with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. God will give us chicken soup for our soul in times like this. 
Let us cast all our cares and anxiety upon him because God cares for us. Paul said nothing can separate us from the love of God. Uh, not the loss of jobs, not illness, not property loss. And he goes on and on and on. Not anything, not even an unknown virus. We cannot and we must not let anxiety and dread win. God knows what we're going through and he will walk with us through it. We just need to lean and depend upon him and not panic. So if you're feeling down and depressed, right about now. Try ladling a big serving of God's word and may it warm your heart and your mind like chicken soup on a cold day when you're suffering with the flu. God bless you in your emotional healing because that's what we need right now. Emotional healing. Do not be bewildered when life seems to lead you to a dead end. By faith, Make your way to the Savior, to a hiding place, and let him show you the path forward. Let him give you peace and comfort and assurance. God will do that if you just let him. Oh, to be in the presence of the living God. Why don't you trust him? Why don't you, each day of the future, walk with him step by step? every step of the way. Let us pray. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're hurting so badly and we know you're with us. Hold our hand and give us comfort and peace and assurance and reassurance. We don't know what the outcome is going to be and we don't know when the outcome will be. All we know is right now we're suffering. God, give us a hiding place in you, in your word. Let your spirit comfort and guide us and lead us and give us peace. Some of us are suffering more than others. Let us be able to be a friend to our brother, even though they're saying, stay in your homes. Don't even go to work. God, only you right now can visit us, even in our homes, wherever our hiding place is, and give us strength. In the name of Jesus, we ask right now. We need you, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Paul Bishop now, Bishop Paul Morton, rather, is going to come and sing, I need thee every hour. God bless you. This is Faith Word Finding Ministries. And you can get this on Apple or Spotify uh, on a podcast. God bless you. Weekly Encouragements by Namware. I need you like the ocean needs the water. Or it will run dry. Need you like the many stars above Needs the setting of the sky I need you like tomorrow needs the hours of today to pass by Lord, I need you more than ever So hear my humble
Iglesias. Yes, 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 yes. I need thee in the morning when from evening's rest I wake. Hmm. I need you to direct my path in hmm, hmm, hmm. every step I take. Yes, yes, yes. I need you, Lord, to keep me. I need your mercy. I need you more than ever. You promise never to forsake. Yes, yes, yes. I wish somebody would help me right through here. Say, I need The Lord says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. Weekly Encouragements by Namware. Look for it on Apple and Spotify on podcast. God bless you.